Hey, hey, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. The Cubs win tonight on Monday, August 3rd against the Kansas City Royals, 2 to nothing. Alec Mills, your winning pitcher for today. Duffy takes the loss, and Roman Wick saves the game for the Cubs. I am panelist Ron Luce. I am joined tonight by my fellow panelist, Mr. Justin Kelly. Justin, how we feel after this one? Uh, really, really good, man. Alec Mills looked really great out there. Uh, longest he's ever gone in his Major League Baseball career, uh, at least with the Cubs so far being called up. Uh, I'm just really, really happy with what that five spot's really done so far throughout the season so far. Absolutely. I cannot agree more. You know, really, if you look at it in terms of consistency, you're one and two each had a bad game. Three, four, and five now for this pitching rotation all have had good games. Um, you know, so six quality starts between the three guys. Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it was a good one tonight. We'll quickly walk through the scoring summary and how we got to our final, and then we'll dive a little deeper in, uh, into the game and some vast parts of the game. Took a while for either side to really get going. Even at the end of the game, it was a combined nine hits between the two teams. The Royals actually out-hitting the Chicago Cubs tonight. However, it was the home team that took advantage of it and made sure they got on the board first. Late in the bottom of the fifth inning with exactly one out, Javier Baez, with the bases loaded, flew out to right field, which was a sack fly as Nico Horner scored. That one run for a while looked like it could be enough. Um, but just in case, yeah, the insurance policy himself came back today, um, and he paid off, ladies and gentlemen, because in the bottom of the seventh, with no outs, Chris Bryant hits a solo shot to left center field, pretty much the one spot of the ballpark, according to the weather metrics, that didn't have significant wind at that time in the game, and the Cubbies are adding another run to make it 2 nothing. As we noted, once uh, Alec Mills came out after the seventh inning, they went to Casey Sadler yet again on second day. He got two, uh, through two-thirds of an inning, uh, and then Roman Witt came in, inning and a third save for him, uh, not only to get the last out in the eighth, but then get all three outs in the ninth. And that is how we got to your final score for today. Justin, I want to dive in. Obviously, Chris Bryant is back. How do you feel now seeing him at the top of the lineup and having a good night with two hits, being two for three with a walk in the home run? Uh, well, I'm more impressed with the fact that he somehow, I would say, muscled that ball out there in the uh, the bottom of the seventh. Um, you know, that's – and honestly, that's that's typical Chris Bryant. He's finding his way to put the ball in play. You know, that's what he is. He's, yes, he's going to have his strikeouts and stuff like that, but he – if you look at him, he's he's always trying to whether it is putting the ball over the fence or he likes putting the ball in play. You know that's what the type of player he is. Um, you know he's coming back two for three, great at that leadoff spot. You know there's a lot of lot of doubt in the first couple of series that he was going to be able to do it, but I'm happy for him personally. You know um, that type of stretch that beginning assistant season can really make you think about hey what what is going on in this early and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but super, super nice to see him rebound tonight as you brought up yet again. Two for three for Chris Bryant with a walk and obviously the solo home run. Uh, that was certainly incredible for him. A um, little disappointing on the night. A um, couple guys. Wilson Contreras uh, was 0 for 4. 
Um, Kyle Schwarber, 0 for 3 with a walk and two strikeouts. Uh, even Javi Baez, even though he had the sack fly, uh, 0 for 3 with two strikeouts. So I guess just talk talk me through you know what you saw out of the guys' approaches tonight because you know as we said, let's be honest, it's really you know one one run thanks to a couple of walks to get the bases loaded, and then you know like you said, Chris Bryant muscling that ball out of the yard. I mean, it really goes back to the whole the strikeouts number, man. You look at what Contreras struck out three times tonight and four bats. I mean, he left three on base. Same goes for Baez. I know those guys are going to have a high amount of strikeouts because you know they're they're looking at the whole power aspect. But once it goes back to like what I talked about about a week ago, it goes back to put the ball in play. Come on, like like what Baez did with the sack fly. Um, he he knew what he had to do to get the ball in play. I think they have to have that more that approach more often. I feel like if you look at Aaron Judge, he's got like six home runs through the first three series. If you have that approach, not everyone's Aaron Judge. If you have that, if every player has that approach, you're going to have play- players that are reaching up to 200 strikeouts a lot more than there is now. I think there's probably what, a handful. You're going to have a lot more. So you need to have that approach back to the old school approach a little bit. If you're not, especially on Saturday night, it was really windy. Um, so you can't have really that approach. You have to be in that mental state. But defensively, if you look at Contreras and Baez, they made a really nice play there and a tag there. Um, so I really appreciate the fact that they're not getting – it's a full discouraged, basically, type of what I'm saying. Um, it's not affecting all aspects of the game if they're not batting, you know, too good tonight. So yeah. outside of that, I just – no, I feel that. I think I think you nailed it on the head, man. I think, you know, even if a guy struggles in the field or he struggles at the plate, doesn't let the rest of that affect his game. Um, another thing I think definitely that is worth discussing on the evening was how good Alec Mills was because he was absolutely sensational today. As you noted earlier, his longest ever career appearance with seven innings pitched he only gave up three hits, no earned runs, three walks, and struck out four, bringing his season ERA to 1.38. As we then mentioned, Sadler came in, and he is credited with his second hold of the season in his two-thirds of an inning, giving up one hit and striking out one. He is at a 2.45 ERA now on the season. And then Roman Wick obviously comes in, an inning and a third, only gives up the one hit, one strikeout, and he gets his second save of the season. Lots of twos in the uh, in the pitching columns tonight. So, Justin, you know, take us through a little bit. You know, your thoughts on Mills. You know, so far this season, and then obviously tonight's start. And then once you're done talking about him, let's hear what your thoughts are on this bullpen so far. Um, when when you get to Mills, like I brought up at the beginning of the the podcast, is I think we're there's a lot of questions about him when he was, you know. Being named the fifth starter, I know a lot of people had some doubts about him. But if you really look at 13 innings, like, he's given up, I think, at most, what, three runs against the Reds and now the Royals. Honestly, if he continues this, we're looking at a guy that could potentially – I'm not saying he could – he potentially could be a one. You never know. He could, this could boost his career. But you're looking at a guy that possibly could be even a two or a three down in the future that – Theo Epstein doesn't have a history of drafting or developing pro- pitching prospects. This guy just, you know, 
Um, I'm really surprised by Alex Mills. And then you go to the bullpen. You know, a lot of people already criticized this bullpen with Ken Roll, but I was talking to a couple of my friends. I said, this bullpen could be sneaky good. And the, especially we're playing the AL Central and all NL Central teams. This bullpen can be sneaky good. That's where I'm like, uh, with Roman Wick and uh, Jeremy Jeffress. Jeremy Jeffress is a dude. He was a dude when he was with Brewers. And I'm really, really hopeful this bullpen can continue the rest of the season like this. Yeah, man, I agree there. Mills, yeah, sensational tonight. You know, really has that kind of a Kyle Hendricks 2.0 approach. You know, goes not too too heavy on the fastball. You know, obviously throws harder than than Hendricks does, but sits around 90, 91 on that. And then the, uh, the 81 mile per hour-ish changeup. And then he's got that kind of sweeping hook. Uh, curveball that sits in between 65 and 70. So, you know, he, he really switches it up, and he's he's been absolutely sensational out of that fifth hole so far this season, like you mentioned earlier in, in the show. And then, yeah, man, the bullpen, I, I saw a tweet from a fellow panelist of ours here at Cubs on Tap, Mr. Brian Mishler, and he said, you know, just, just think how good this Cubs team is right now, and David Ross is starting to figure out what he has in the bullpen. That's magic because you know Sadler's come in now two days in a row and got the job done same thing with Roman Wick you mentioned Jeremy Jeffress had a bad year last year with them I think a lot of that attributed to injury though I think he only pitched in about 48 games last year if I remember I actually looked at that stat for some reason today um you know but he's kind of back to being that dude that was an all-star in 2018 up there for the Brewers as their closer you know he he's really starting to show his form again a guy that I would love to see the Cubs, you know, lock up for maybe a two-year contract. He is 32 years old, so you don't want to give him anything too lengthy. But you know, maybe two, maybe three years. Um, you know, at, at you know, somewhere decent money. I think he's making what a mil now, maybe a little above that. I could see maybe getting two and a half, three. Uh, I don't think I would completely hate that for a guy that's been as consistent as he has so far this year for the Cubs. But I'm telling you, man, if this bullpen, you know, like you said, becomes sneaky good and Kind of begins to figure their their stuff out. Man, this is this is a Cubs team that's eight and two through ten games. We were talking about it, you know, before the season started. You know, everybody was talking about you know, well, how you do in those first ten games? How you do in those first ten games? You know, a lot of people were concerned they'd be four and six, three and seven. No, no, no. They're eight and two. They're one of the best teams in baseball, and they're just gonna keep it moving. So. Um, I'm telling you, man, I hope, like you said, I hope you are right that this bullpen becomes sneaky good because if they become sneaky good, man, we're going to be celebrating a lot of Cubs wins here at Cubs on tap. And, I mean, even go back to the whole record point, and honestly, looking back, 8-2 is like, well, that's a dream. Uh, it started at the beginning of the season. I was I was going to be happy with 6-4. and four. If they were 6-4 and four at this point, I would have been like, well, we're we're definitely winning, winning division at that point, but we're 8-2 and – and, I think we're what two or three games up, Something and I'm like thinking to myself. I, I don't want to get my two, myself too too pumped up, but I'm like, wow, this is a completely different team. That I really, I'm not, I'm not, you know, downing or anything, but I really, really didn't expect because we we talked before about all the questions about the bullpen and these this aging rotation. So I'm just really happy about how pitching has really come around so far. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I think, you know, even at 5-5, five and five, you know, you see so many projections now that are saying that, you know, 
even sub 500 ball this season could still potentially get you a wild card spot now with the expanded playoffs. And man, I'm just enjoying this Cubs team, right? I'm just enjoying watching them play, have fun. You know, their six feet apart celebration for Javi's walk off yesterday. You know, Chris is back hitting bombs. It's beautiful at Wrigley Field. It's gorgeous weather in the end of July and early August here in the Chicagoland area. Man, just things are just clicking right now. It's good to be a Cubs fan. It's good to be a Cubs player. And it's really good to be, you know, anybody affiliated with that Cubs organization right now because this team is a moving, grooving, and just chewing so far through this season. But I am just enjoying every single minute of it because, again, we almost didn't even have baseball this year because of the global pandemic. Now, you know, there's still threats potentially to the season every day. Um, this will be my honorary moment for Juice to talk crap about the Cardinals. The you know Cardinals players are going to casinos and catching COVID and potentially going to ruin the season. You know, or, or you got the Marlins going to a strip club in the ATA um, when they're there and then they can't stay out of there. Ninety five percent of the team ends up with COVID. But before we go down that rabbit hole and look forward to uh, tomorrow's game, also against the Kansas City Royals. I want to remind our beautiful listeners that Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Network. That is right. That is our presenting entity, our parent entity, On Tap Sports Net. You can find us on the interwebs, www.ontapsportsnet.com. You can also find us on all social media platforms. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel at ONTAP Sportsnet. We got great Cubs coverage as you're listening to some of that right now. We also have great Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks coverage. Blackhawks currently playing. Not looking so hot right now, but I hope that I'm wrong when you listen to this podcast tomorrow about that. Uh, but we're looking at a 1-1 series probably um, with Edmonton after that one tonight. Check out Blackhawks on Tap and Four Feathers postgame shows um, for all of your information there. I actually think I will be on that postgame show as well tonight, so I am double duty for the evening. Um, but yes, Cubs fans, aside from being a fan of any of those other teams, we all have at least one friend that's a White Sox fan. Probably more if you're like me and grew up in the south suburbs of Chicago. You go ahead and send them over to us as well because I'll tell you what, I don't think anybody in the Chicagoland area touches our Sox coverage team. They do an absolutely excellent job covering the South Siders. Once again, www.ontapsportsnet.com on the interwebs and at ontapsportsnet on the social media platforms. Come follow us, come love our content, and come join these rides with us as sports has returned after the pandemic. The ONTAP Sports Network, go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. All right, Mr. Justin Kelly, let's look ahead to tomorrow on Tuesday, August 4th at beautiful Wrigley Field in Chicago, Illinois at 7.15 Central Daylight Time. That's 8.15 Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, 6.15 if you're a mountain, and uh, if you're way out there, we're looking at 5.15. You're going to be eating dinner with the Cubbies and Royals, if that's the case. But the Royals, as I mentioned, the 3-8 and eight Royals, visit your 8-2 and two Chicago Cubs. Brady Singer, right-handed pitcher for the Kansas City Royals, he is going to trot out there with a 360 ERA and 10 Ks. His first two you know, um, outings went five innings and giving up two runs each time. Both no decisions for him. On the other side, the Cubs are trotting out. Yes, that's right. The professor class is in session tomorrow as the right-hander 
takes his one and one record into this game with his four oh five ERA and twelve Ks. Majority of that ERA is related to that Cincinnati outing, not that beautiful complete game gem that he threw on opening day. But he's got a fantastic chance to rebound, as every other pitcher in the rotation has so far after either a good start or a bad start to start the season. So hopefully Kyle can keep that trend going and get the Cubs in the W column. In order to watch the game, if you're in the Royals market, you can watch it on Fox Sports Kansas City. And obviously if you're here with us in the Chicago Cubs market, you'll be catching that on Marquee Sports Network Channel 202 if you're an Xfinity customer like myself. You can also listen to the game if you want on 670 The Score locally in Chicago. And if you're in Kansas City, you can listen to it on KCSP 610 Radio. All right, Justin, really want to get your preview and your thoughts on this game for tomorrow against the Royals. Give us some keys, things you're looking for, some opportunities the Cubs can take advantage of potentially. And then before we uh, send it back to my ugly mug, I would love to hear who your Fly the W player of the game pick is. Justin, take it away. Uh, Honestly, I think we're going to see a lot of what we saw today. This this has every lookings to be another pitching pitching duel like we saw today. You know, uh, Hendricks, uh, I imagine he's gonna he's gonna be ready to go tomorrow, and he's gonna be he's gonna be able to bounce back. And same goes for Brady Singer. Rose have a couple good pitching uh, prospects, and Brady Singer is one of them. You know, he's drafted in 2018. He's highly touted, and this guy can throw. <laughs> like I said, this is gonna be a really really good game to get in tomorrow. With that said, this is one. This is no shot at the Rose, but this is a game that comes. These are games that comes really need. You know. Especially against the Tigers and the Royals, they're not. They're not. I'm not going to say they're not competitive. It's baseball. Every game is always supposed to be competitive, but there's teams that are not. You know, playoff push, but and stuff like that. Um, they're a few years away. These are games that Cubs you know, really, really need to win, or at least win the series. Um, so I expect Hendricks to be really on his A game tomorrow. And actually, most likely he's going to be my uh, pick for uh, player uh, for the W uh, player of the game tomorrow. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of pressure on him, I would say, to bounce back, back because that was a bad Cincinnati start. There's there's some pressure on him to kind of get back where he was on opening day. Yeah, I, I agree. I like your pick there with Kyle. I think he's due for a bounce back start, um, so that'll be good. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Brady Singer, I was going to say, I read his name, and I was like, wait, that kid was drafted really recently. Uh, you know, like you said, the 2018 draft, he is now up pitching for Kansas City again in his first two starts. Pretty consistent both times. Five innings, giving up two in both starts. Um, he's going to present a challenge for this Cubs team. But again, if they can get to him early like they have, have shown they can do uh, in this shortened season thus far. It would be spectacular to watch Singer be chased before he can even get to that five-inning mark. Um, and for Kyle, yeah, if he comes back and he throws a gem, man, I mean, you know, even if it's three quarters of what that opening day start was. I think you know, we'll be talking about another Cubs victory uh, tomorrow night um, after this one. But I'm going to go a little a little different, I think, for my, my Fly the W pick. As much as I like Hendricks, I'm going to go bullpen guy. Um, and obviously this is a, a, a ballsy move for a Fly the W pick because this guy might not even potentially pitch tomorrow. But I think if the Cubs have a late, a late lead and Ross knows that bullpen now, I want Jeremy Jeffers to come out and get the ball, maybe get a save. I think that would be pretty spectacular to see him 
um, you know, do some celebrating and, and whatnot. A guy that I would even consider getting a jersey of because I think he's the man. So I'm going to go ahead and say Mr. JJ himself um, is going to be my Fly the W player pick, and I can't wait to be talking about it probably tomorrow night um, and flaunting the fact that I took a bullpen guy and he, and he gets a point. So we shall see how that goes. But, uh, Justin, before you know we, we finally bounce out of here for the night, do you have any uh, quick and final thoughts uh, maybe on the series as a whole, you know, upcoming series, whatever it is that's Cubs baseball? Um. Most importantly, yeah, I would, you know, we've talked about how the Cubs have gotten off to a great start. I say let's finish the job type deal, especially against the Royals. Let's see if we at least get three. Um, if we split the series, we split the series. We're still, we're still looking pretty good at the beginning of the season, but I really, really, really would like to see him get three out of four um, against the Royals team, like I said earlier. It's not really, you know, they've got a really a, a good core there that potentially could be good in a few years, um, but we need to beat these teams that are, you know, a couple years away and need to get this stuff done so we get that uh, little edge when it comes against teams that are, like the, I mean, like the Cardinals and the Brewers that we might not win three out of four against. They're contending teams. So, yeah, that's really about it is to keep the consistency, consistency going. Yeah, 100%, man. I agree. You know, Kansas City, if anything, up-and-coming team, team of the future, they're still kind of going through a rebuild um, after those heydays where they were making World Series appearances and winning the World Series back um, when I was still in college and, and living the good life. But, yeah, man, I, I'll tell you what. I, um, I'm i right there with you. You know, they took care of business against the, another bottom feeder in Pittsburgh over the weekend, getting that huge sweep, which was well, well needed. Oh, and then now they have that opportunity to come back and, uh, you know, do that here with another terrible Kansas City team, like you said. Um, was talking to um, a, a few White Sox fans in the Twitter sphere, and uh, they were like, yeah, man, we just saw the Royals. The Royals are bad. And it's like, all right, great. Well, the Cubs need to take advantage of that. Uh, I would like to see four out of four, obviously, you know, after tomorrow. They go to Kansas City for two, and then they're off to St. Louis for a weekend series with the Redbirds. So, um, it would be nice to be come, you know, coming in on, uh, what would that be, a seven-game win streak at that point for the Cubs, uh, entering play with one of your division foes. That would be sweet and sensational. But we'll keep it to one day at a time, as we always do here at Cubs on Tap. And we would like to thank our fantastic listeners for listening to us tonight. As I mentioned earlier, Cubs win 2-0. Alec Mills, your winning pitcher. Uh, Duffy takes the loss for the Kansas City Royals. And Roman Wick saves his second game of the season. Elliot Sadler gets a second hold of the season as well. We'll be back with you tomorrow, August 4th, after the Cubs-Royals battle at Wrigley Field at 7.15 Chicago time. Um, I am Ron Luce from Justin Kelly and myself. We thank you once again for listening to us, and we hope you have a great rest of your evening, day, whenever it is you're listening to us. And Justin, let's get out of here the only way we know how to, my guy. Let's go, Cubbies. Let's go, Cubbies.